The road to your parents' ranch coils up from Eureka, a port city in Northern California. You warned me that the road was winding, but I didn't expect the way it bends and twists, collapsing in and out like an accordion, offering one lonely vista, spin, offering another. The mountains above, crowded with trees, the snaking river, the falling rocks on the flexing road. My mind flexes with it in and out, in and out, and then another bend in the road. Trucks start to stack up behind me, and I search frantically for a place to pull over. A pale sliver of a turnout appears on the edge of the cliff above the river. I glance at the line of cars behind me. I jerk the wheel, and my car drops off the road, juddering on the dirt. My hands are sticky with sweat. My heart pulses. I stop the car, yank up the parking brake. I flinch as I envision the brake snapping, the inevitable slide to the river below. Even on flat ground, I picture the land giving way. And I race headlong into the river. I know about the Klamath River from episode 15, a muddy brown color. Episode 43, so strong that when people drown, their bodies are swept all the way to the ocean. My body will wash up along the shore hundreds of miles away from here. I wait for my heart to stop racing, give up, and check the parking brake again. I stick one white, chalky Dramamine between my teeth. In episode 13, you said you took two Dramamine a day just to get to and from high school. But still, you got dizzy. You still felt sick. Eventually, you said, I realized it wasn't worth leaving the ranch. Fountain Creek Guest Ranch, the place you grew up. They offer fishing, horseback riding, breathtaking vistas, but most of all, they offer isolation. You grew up in a place where no one else lived. Episode 18. I could hear myself think, which wasn't always a good thing. Episode 34. I will never not know what it's like to enjoy my own company. Your life was idyllic until a local girl, a girl just like you, disappeared. Episode one. When bad things happen in a small town, I don't mean to say it's worse. I don't mean to diminish anyone's experience. But there were 23 kids in my entire school. And then there were 22. Nothing truly bad has ever happened to me. And I envy you this, a clear reason. My life changed when, things fell apart when. I break a sweat and think it must be my fault. You became fascinated first by her disappearance and then by the disappearances of others, local, national, global. You researched, you became a part of the true crime community and then you started your own podcast. You wanted to make a difference. You wanted to save someone. You wanted to save everyone. Episode 14. When I think someone somewhere might hear this, when I think anyone anywhere can access it, yes, I don't have the audience of Dateline or even my favorite murder, but the thing about a podcast is anyone anywhere can listen. And maybe you will be the one to find someone who is missing. Maybe you hold the key to the evidence that will solve a murder. Maybe I can be the reason someone is saved. 
You broadcast from your house on your parents' land. A yellow house with a red roof, drawn in lines so idealized it could be a Disneyland attraction. I found the ranch website online. It bragged that it was a family-run business. I saw your picture. You for the first time. And you looked exactly like I thought you would. You looked like me. Below me, the Klamath River is fast and brown. Above me, the mountains are piled with trees. From episode one, I know that they are firs, pines, oaks, maples, madrones, spruce, and manzanitas. I recognize this world from your pictures, but I am not prepared for the sheer majesty of it. The car commercial, Reese Witherspoon in Wild, Instagram is not enough expanse. I've never been anywhere like this. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't even know it existed. I think oddly how excited you would be if you were here with me, diving into your own disappearance, solving your own mystery. I take a deep breath, and I plug in my phone and press play. Your voice fills my car, gravelly but discreet, breathing mystery. I release the parking brake, start the engine, and pull back onto the road. I pass a strip of highway dedicated to dear madam, and I remember you told me her story, episode 19. Dear Madam was an 80-year-old woman who moved to a primitive cabin on the Klamath in the 1950s to garden, hide from cougars, and write a book. She decided her life wasn't over, but to do that, she had to leave behind the world that told her it was. She had to come here. <laughs>